all of the recordings of this audiobook was done during the lockdown on 2020 and all profits made from sales of the audiobook will be going to a variety of charities. Captive Media proudly presents the audio version of The Auntie's Son. The Auntie's Son, written by my old house. Chapter 1, Death Too Much. They have all joined together for the funeral of Linda and Archie's mum. All the family and friends have arrived to say their goodbyes. It's October the 20th, 1998. Linda is in the kitchen cooking dinner, and her son Adam is upstairs watching TV in his bedroom. From out of nowhere, Linda can hear him crying. She calls up. Adam, are you okay? And the crying has stopped. It's 5pm, the doorbell rings. Linda's sister, Aisha, Tony, Aisha's partner, and Daniel, Aisha and Tony's son, are waiting outside the front door. Linda quickly shakes the boiling vegetables and then walks through the hallway to the front door. Coming! Linda shouts. Opening the door, this is an unexpected visit. Linda says while holding her arms out to invite them in. Aisha steps in, followed by Tony and Daniel. Well, sis, you were saying about your budgie's cage. You wanted the door fixed? Aisha points at Tony. He holds up a small toolbox. Auntie Linda giggles. You are the best. Thank you. Once done, do you want to stay for dinner? Asks Auntie Linda. Aisha smiles. Oh, thanks, sis, but we've already ordered pizza, plus Tony's got a few cans of scrumpy that he'll have when he gets home. Tony takes his shoes off and walks up the stairs to fix the budgie's cage door. Daniel goes to see Adam in his room, and Aisha follows Linda into the kitchen for a stinky glass of rosé wine. It's just turned 6pm, the budgie's cage door is fixed and Aisha, Tony and Daniel have all left. It's all nice and quiet again. The dinner's on the table ready, but there's no sign of Adam. He must be upstairs still watching TV. However, there's no noise coming from upstairs. Linda leaves the plates on the dinner table. She walks into the hallway, walking down to the bottom of the stairs. She grabs the banister with her left hand turning to go up the stairs step by step she goes up and still no noise can be heard from Adam's room. Linda places her hand onto the door handle and slowly pulls the handle down opening the door. As the gap opens Linda can see his pair of jeans just lying on the floor. She looks up. Adam is hanging from the ceiling. His belt which has been taken from his jeans and been strapped around his neck and attached to a hook which is implanted into the ceiling. Linda screams, falling to her knees, looking up with no hope, scared to touch her own son's body. To the corner of the iron and she spots a piece of paper. She reaches over to 
pinching her royal fingers or shaking hands. She opens a folded paper. It's a note from Adam. She reads a note to herself. I'm sorry, I'm sorry ma'am, but after, after losing, losing dad, then losing grandma, I couldn't carry on. I'm sorry. Linda drops the piece of paper, screaming continuously, with tears running down her eyes. It's November the 1st, 1998, the funeral of Adam. Chapter 2, The Family Friend It's December 21st, 1999. The snow is falling, the sky is white. The noise of church bells can be heard from the distance. As the car drives further, church bells become louder. There is around 230 people standing around the church. They all have long coats looking all snuggled on a winter's day. The noise of a car engine can be heard by all of the family and friends standing outside the church. A long silver posh looking car can be seen driving down to the church. The driver is making lots of noise as he blasts his horn off several times. It's obvious the driver is no professional and must have been part of the family. Sitting on the back seat inside the car is Tony. He is about to marry the love of his life, Aisha. Aisha is two years younger than Tony, quite tall, with blonde and brown striped hair. Aisha is currently at the hotel, nearby with her sister. They have spent night having a girls' night in with Prosecco. The car that Tony is in pulls up near the church. The back left door opens up. Feet can be seen stepping out underneath the door onto the floor. It's Tony. He doesn't close the door, he leaves the door open. He walks forward three steps. He turns looking back at the car. Two smaller feet appear to step onto the floor from the car. It's Daniel, Tony's best man and best of all, his son. Daniel is eight years old, short with black hair and glasses. A penguin suit, just like his dad. They both walk down a long pathway passing amazing views and trees everywhere. Finally entering the church. Tony is waiting for his future wife to walk down the aisle. The family and friends turn their heads as the church doors open. It's Aisha. With a long white gown, she walks down ready to start the rest of her life. Chapter 3, 12 months later It's been a whole year since the big day. The wedding was amazing, with smiles from all the friends and family. Photos can be seen around the family home. The local Best Western Hotel was the ideal honeymoon for the loved up couple. And as always, Auntie Linda took their son Daniel in for the night. It's just turned 9am on 21st December 2000 and Tony has prepared the dining table for three with orange juice and three huge fry-ups complete with two rashes of bacon, baked beans, two sausages, two hash browns, a large cooked tomato, two mushrooms and large fresh chips. 
Breakfast is ready! Shouts Tony. Just minutes after, Aisha is walking down the stairs with messy hair and a large white dressing gown on. Not even on our anniversary do you give me breakfast in bed. Aisha sarcastically mumbles. Ignoring the comment, Tony shouts up. Come on Daniel, get up! Ten minutes later, the family are halfway through their breakfast, enjoying some family time. Daniel puts his cutlery down with a sad voice. Mum, Dad, Marley has stopped moving. Marley has been the family hamster and Daniel's best non-human friend for three years, always staying in his cage, located in Daniel's room. Tony leans over and places his arm around his shoulders. Don't worry son, he'll be alright, okay? No one is forever. We can get you another one if you want. Daniel smiles. Thanks Dad, I love you. Aisha looks at Tony with an unbelievable look. You say the weirdest things, now you can go and take care of it. Tony smiles. Daniel, wanna come with me to say your last? Aisha interrupts. No, he doesn't. Now go. Tony goes upstairs and gets the hamster from inside the cage, places the hamster into a black bag. He walks back downstairs and opens the front door, walks it out to the green bin, opens the bin and puts the black bag into the bin. Walking back indoors, closing the front door behind him, he shouts. All done. Happy anniversary. Chapter 3 A New Year Auntie Linda, Aisha's sister, 39 years old, a self-proclaimed hippie, always wearing bright flowing dresses, with pushed up crinkled hair, always insisting life is too short and she will live every day as her last. She loves watching replays of the classic Springer shows and drinks anything that's more than 2% alcohol. Auntie Linda has had her budget for 8 years, Woody Woo is her name. He has his own perch and plenty of branches in a huge cage located upstairs in her spare room. It's December 31st 2000 and Auntie Linda has invited Tony, Aisha and Daniel over for games and plenty of drinks as they celebrate the new year together. It's just turned 10pm and there are three loud knocks at the front door. Auntie Linda opens the door. Happy New Year! Not yet! Tony says with a giggle. Auntie Linda invites the family in. Come on in then! It's 11.59pm and three seconds until midnight. Three, two, one, Happy New Year! Everyone shouts with joy while pulling party poppers. Tony grabs his plastic bag and grabs out a scrumpy jack, opening the can. That's your eighth can, Tony. You can't drive home now. Aisha continues. We will have to get a taxi. Auntie Linda interrupts. I have a settee that turns into a double bed, and in the spare room, I have a single bed that we haven't used since last time I babysat for you. Pointing at Daniel with a smile, Aisha smiles. That's lovely. Only if you're sure. Of course, I'm sure. It's 12pm on January 1st, 2001. 
Auntie Linda has arranged a large brunch. The family and Auntie Linda are sat at Auntie Linda's small table in her dining room, having toast with butter. A lovely brunch, Tony says, rolling his eyes discreetly at Aisha. Daniel's voice hasn't been heard all morning. He is eating his toast and drinking a glass of water, finally saying a word all morning. Auntie Linda, your buddy is sleeping. The Auntie's Son, written by Michael Woodhouse. Auntie's son, written by Michael Woodhouse. Auntie Linda, your buddy is sleeping. Auntie Linda looks across the table with distraught in her eyes. Daniel looks at his dad. Tony opens his mouth with a gasp, thinking of what to say to make things better. Do you want me? No, it's okay. I'll go and check. Linda leaves the table walks out of the dining room through the hallway, holding onto the banister as she walks up slowly, step by step. Daniel was in the kitchen. I hope he's okay. Tony looks at Daniel. Of course, son. He'll be fine. Auntie Linda is checking on him now. Auntie Linda is upstairs. She opens the door, entering the room to see the budgie cage. Inside the cage is her beloved budgie. She opens the cage door, placing her arms in slowly, sliding the budgie off the cage floor with the palm of her hands. With a tear in her eyes, she gives her budgie one last kiss. Her budgie has died. Chapter 4 a weekend away. It's December 20th, 2001. Snowflakes are hitting the icy grounds of London. It's starting to become a blizzard. Tony and Aisha are about to celebrate their second year wedding anniversary at a Best Western Hotel. So to make sure they can let their hair down, Tony is taking their son Daniel to Aisha's sister, Linda, for the weekend. Three loud knocks, and Auntie Linda unlocks the three sets of locks on her door. Hi, Daniel! Auntie Linda excitedly welcomes Daniel back. Hi, Tony. I'll take care of him. You take care of my sister. Linda laughs. Tony grins. Thanks, Ali. Handing over a bag of clothes. Tony walks back to his car, waving or tooting his car horn three times. Tony drives off, turning the volume to full on his radio. Driving back to the family home, Aisha is waiting outside the front door with five suitcases full of shoes, dresses and four bottles of vodka. Tony pulls up to the curb, opens the car door, steps out one by one. He grabs hold of the suitcase handle and places them into the boot and the back seat of the car. I don't know why you have so much. We're only going for a weekend. Tony struggles to say while picking up the heavier suitcase. 
all laughing to herself. <laughs> That's all your vodka. Aisha hands a plastic bag with four bottles of coke inside. And don't forget your coke. Finally, everything is packed inside the car, ready for the weekend away. Tony turns the engine on, and forgetting the volume of the radio was on full, Aisha jumps from her seat, both laughing, and they drive to their weekend holiday. Chapter 5 Auntie's House It's the first day at Auntie Linda's house. Daniel is sitting on the sofa when Auntie Linda shouts from the dining room. Dinner's ready! Walking to see what's for dinner, Daniel's mouth drops as he sees a burger which could have been plated by Mr. Ramsey, homemade chips, two mayonnaise sides of a bun, filled with a burger topped with melted cheese and bacon. Fifteen minutes later, Auntie Linda is washing up. Daniel has gone upstairs. It's just turned 8pm when her phone starts to vibrate. It's Aisha. Are you okay? Auntie Linda asks. Aisha sounding a little tipsy with a relaxed and cheerful voice. Yeah, all good. We're loving it. Didn't need this vodka. We got given five bar vouchers each on arrival to celebrate. Then got given a bottle of Prosecco. Auntie Linda laughs. <laughs> Enough for the weekend then. Replying with a giggle. No sis, we've done all the vouchers and halfway through the Prosecco already. With a laugh to herself. You're both alkies. Aisha's voice turns more serious. Before we go back to the Prosecco, just want to check on my little cherub. Auntie Linda reassures Aisha. Daniel's been upstairs watching telly in the spare room. Good as gold. <laughs> That's great. He does love his telly. Well, I'm off to drink more, sis. Love you lots. See you Sunday. About eight? I'll call you tomorrow. Okay, sis. Have a good night. Don't get too drunk. Speak to you tomorrow. Love ya. 20 hours and 30 minutes later. It's 4pm on Saturday. Day two at Auntie Linda's house. Daniel is sitting upstairs, laughing and jumping upstairs while watching from what Auntie Linda can hear is wrestling. Shouting from the dining room. Dinner's ready! It's fish and chips with mushy peas. Nothing like last night's Mr. Ramsey's burger. Fifteen minutes later, Auntie Linda is once again washing up, and Daniel has returned upstairs. It's just turned 8pm. Her phone starts to vibrate. Aisha is calling again. Linda answers. Hello, Pissed. Hello. Was hanging this morning, but on the vodka now. How's he today? Bet he's not good as gold still. Auntie Linda sighs. Daniel has been upstairs all the time. He loves his wrestling, doesn't he? Loves his food, and yep, it's still as good as gold. Aisha sounds shocked. Still good as gold? Sure lucky. Chuckling to herself. That's great, sis. Have a good night. Auntie Linda getting ready to hang up and continue watching TV. See you tomorrow. Love ya. Chapter 6 The Final Day It's 4pm on Sunday. The final day at Auntie Linda's house. The laughing has stopped, but the jumping continues upstairs. Dinner's ready! 
Auntie Linda calls Daniel. Before Daniel could see what the dinner was, Auntie Linda grabs Daniel for a cuddle, wiping his tears. Why are you crying? I don't like being bullied. Daniel struggles to say while crying. Auntie Linda grabs his arms with care. If anyone is bullying you, I will always be here to sort them out. So will your mum and dad. Now come on, let's have dinner. Daniel wipes his tears and sits at the table for a steaming roast dinner with crispy potatoes and gravy covering all of the fresh tender vegetables. Can't beat a Sunday roast! Auntie Linda says with pride. Fifteen minutes later, Auntie Linda is once again washing up and Daniel has packed all of his bags. It's just turned 8pm. Auntie Linda looks at her phone. No messages, no missed calls. Auntie Linda could tell Daniel was missing his mum and dad. Suddenly, three loud bangs at the door. Daniel's face brightens. Auntie Linda opens the front door. It's Aisha and Tony. Daniel runs up to Tony and gives him a long, tight hug. I've missed you too, son. Tony says with a tear of pride. Thank you for having him for us, sis. No problem. Turning to Daniel, Auntie Linda says with a grin. Now, I'll see you next time when your parents want another weekend away. Winking at Aisha, Tony turns with a flustered grin. Tony, Aisha and Daniel back to the car. Tony sits in the driving seat, closing his door, while Aisha checks Daniel in the back with his seatbelt. Waving to Auntie Linda, Tony starts the engine and drives off and continues the route to the family home. Chapter 7 Scars It's 9 o'clock on Sunday evening. Tommy, Aisha and Daniel have returned home. They are behind on time, but Daniel must have his bath before bed. Aisha calls, Daniel, come here for your bath, please. Daniel runs up the stairs and into the bathroom. He breaks down in tears. Why are you crying? Aisha asks. Daniel looks with tears in his eye. I don't want to show you. Come on, just get ready and get into the bath. After removing his top, Aisha witnesses a large black and red lined scar. Daniel wipes his tears. I didn't want to show you. Who did this? Aisha asks in shock before he could say a word. Aisha asks, Was it Auntie Linda? The Auntie's Son, written by Michael Woodhouse. The Auntie's Son, written by Michael Woodhouse. Was it Auntie Linda? Daniel, with a face of fear. I can't say. Mum, I'm not allowed. It wasn't Auntie Linda. The next morning, Daniel is still asleep in bed. Tommy and Aisha are sitting at the dining table. Don't tell him I've said anything. Just act normal. Take him out. He tells you everything. Aisha insists. Tony, with a tempered voice. When I find out who's done this, I'll... Yes, Tony. Okay, just calm down. Let's be normal. He doesn't need any more stress. Tony stands up from the table, kisses Aisha on the forehead. Love you. 
He walks upstairs, knocks on Daniel's door. Morning, son. Come on, get up. We're going to the shops today to get you a wrestling magazine. But don't tell your mum. You know she hates wrestling. Daniel jumps out of bed. Okay, Dad. I'm coming. Daniel has a quick wash and gets dressed. Fifteen minutes later. Tony turns the car engine on and for a change, Daniel is allowed in the front seat. Tony pushes the accelerator, driving off the driveway and following the road down towards a long road full of bushes on the right-hand side and the corner shop on the left. The corner shop is located on a crossroads, just past all the bushes and straight across the road. There is a small car park. Tony drives into the car park, parking as close to the exit as possible. They both get out of the car and walk to the shops, trying not to slip on the ice. Daniel is filled with excitement knowing he is about to get his first wrestling magazine whilst Tony was thinking ways of sparking up a conversation about his time at Auntie Linda's. They walk into the shop, the bell noise is heard as they enter, walking straight to the magazine aisle, Tony grabs the wrestling magazine and takes it to the counter and Daniel follows his dad to the counter acting like it's Christmas day. The magazine is in Daniel's hands, they are back in the car. The magazine is already open and Daniel is reading each word off the page as he scrolls through. Tommy believes this is the right time. Turning the engine on. So Auntie Linda said you were crying the other day, son. Daniel looks up with a shocked look. Dad, I didn't know she told you. It's only Adam. He he was bullying me. With shock, Tony looks to his left. Who's Adam? Daniel replies. Her son. Tony goes silent, pushing the accelerator and driving out of the car park. Driving towards the traffic lights of the crossroads, his concentration was lost, driving through a red light. A car spins Tommy's car, the car continues to skid backwards into the bushes. A lady looks over, shouting, Don't look back! Unknown to Tony, behind the bushes was a steep hill leading to a lake. The icy grounds are making it harder to control the car. Suddenly a figure from the back seat appears. Daniel turns his head with a surprised face. Adam, it's you! Tony looks round and unable to see what Daniel is pointing to. Son, who are you talking to? Daniel looks at his dad, crying, scared for his life. It's him, Dad. It's Adam. Chapter 8. Investigate. It's four o'clock on Christmas Eve. The family should be celebrating, but instead they have turned into investigators. Tony and Aisha are sitting at the dining table. This time they have invited Auntie Linda around for help with what was happened. Aisha hands Tony a pint glass of Scrumpy Jack and grabs two empty wine glasses from the cupboard, handing one to Auntie Linda and placing one on her placemat. She opens the fridge, grabbing a bottle of rosé wine, pouring as much as she can fit into both glasses. She grabs a straw and goes to walk back to the fridge. Tony looks over, rolling his eyes with disapproval. She stops and sits back down. Tony questions Auntie Linda. Daniel says your son hit him with a rope. This left him with a really bad mark. Auntie Linda replies with a choked voice. But you know the truth, Tony. Aisha interrupts. We all know your son died four years ago, Linda. So who hurt our son? Screaming is heard from upstairs. Tony and Aisha jump up from their chairs, run to the hallway. The screaming has stopped. They run up the stairs. Tony slams Daniel's bedroom door. Daniel is laying on the floor with scratches to his face all over his arms, looking up at his mum and dad. Tony looks at Aisha. Stay here. He runs downstairs, back to the dining room. Auntie Linda is no longer there. He looks at the front door, which is open. He runs back upstairs, looks into Daniel's room to see Aisha holding Daniel close in her arms. She looks up at Tony. His voice is full of worry. She's gone. Chapter 9. Missing. 
Aisha runs downstairs, walks out the open front door, shouting with anger. Where are you? Putting her fag onto the floor and stepping on it, Auntie Linda with a calming voice. I'm here, love. Is everything okay? What's he screaming about? Ten minutes later, Auntie Linda is upstairs standing whilst Tony and Aisha are comforting Daniel. She's on the phone to the police. Someone has entered my house and hurt my nephew. With a few seconds silence, yes, he has cuts all over. Whoever done this was trying to hurt him. Another short silence. Okay, thank you. Auntie Linda ends the call, placing the phone into her pocket. She looks at Tony and Aisha. The police are coming to investigate. It's been seven days. Auntie Linda is sitting in her living room when her phone starts vibrating. Answering the phone. Hello? 20 minutes later. Aisha is in the kitchen cutting up carrots ready for dinner. Tony's in the living room with the scrumpy jack watching football and Daniel is upstairs watching wrestling. Aisha's phone starts to ring. She picks up her phone. It's Auntie Linda. Aisha answers the phone. Hello, sis. With a breath of uncertainty, Auntie Linda announces the results. Aisha, the police have returned to me today. They said that there is no evidence that anybody was in the room with him. All they can find is traces of me and him. Five minutes later, Aisha and Tony are at the dining table. She has just told him the results. I think this is all too much for him. I think we need some kind of counselling to help him cope. Someone is trying to hurt him and we can't do anything about it. Aisha agrees. Okay, I'll organise a counsellor. Chapter 10. The Letter. It's the 2nd of March 2006. Daniel is 15 today, but sadly he can't celebrate as his counselling isn't going to plan. A week ago, the family received a letter suggesting he goes for tests. With understandable anger, Tony has been calling the hospital asking why they have suggested this, and every time the response is the same. Sir, your son would benefit from this. The reports back from his counsel, counsellor are private and confidential. I don't know what they say. All I'm doing is saying what they think is best. Today is the day. Tony and Aisha are in the front of the car and Daniel is in the back of the car. Tony is driving the family to the hospital ready for Daniel's tests. It's been seven days and the family receive a letter through the door. Tony's downstairs watching football with yet another can of Scrumpy Jack and Aisha is upstairs hoovering. After waiting five minutes for Aisha to stop hoovering and get the post, Tony gives up and gets up from the sofa. Walks into the hallway to the front door, grabbing the post. He finds the letter that looks familiar to the past hospital letter. Daniel's making a sandwich in the kitchen. He gets a bottle of coke from the fridge and a glass from the cupboard, pouring himself a glass of coke. He walks upstairs to his bedroom, stepping over all the hoover leads and dropping breadcrumbs on the floors whilst he eats. He closes his bedroom door, realising he has bought the bottle of, of coke, a dirty buttered knife and a tea towel instead of the glass of coke of which he poured, laughing to himself. He gets up from his bed and opens his bedroom door to go and get his glass of coke and put everything back. Chapter 11, Opened Evidence. Tony has opened the letter. He is calling Aisha, but obviously because of the hoover, she cannot hear him. So he walks back to the living room and grabs his scrumpy jack, walks back to the hallway, the hoovering has stopped making noise. Tony walks upstairs. Babe, the letter's here. He starts to read the letter out loud. The letter says, Daniel has. Before he could continue, his shoes hit something hard. It was Aisha's head, a knife planted into the back of the head. Daniel is sitting next to her crying. Dad. He's here. Tony drops to his knees, grabbing Aisha's body, close for a cuddle. He holds her tight for 30 seconds, crying unable to stop. He lays her body back to the ground. Tony runs downstairs to get his mobile from the living room. He dials 999. He runs back upstairs.
It's just me and my son. He looks around. He screams out. Daniel! He runs downstairs holding the phone. The front door is open. The letter was has found its way to the hallway floor. My son's run away. Someone is after him. Please help. The auntie's son ran by Michael's house. 